Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Oki Podcast. On today's episode, I have such an amazing guest. He is an indigenous hip-hop artist, tattoo artist, actor, father, husband, family man. He's a great dude. Uh, I've been following him for a minute. I'm so glad that he came on the show today. Today, it's Stan Jotty. How you doing today, sir? What up, bro? What up, what up, Mado, 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 for having me. What's going on, bro, man? Just, uh, you know, living, living, and uh, being grateful and thankful for all the all the things happening at the time right now and just trying to uh, ride the wave, man. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. It's a great wave, man. I'm so stoked to see you on episode four i believe right yeah yeah episode four um i come in um i can't say you know I, i'm i'm playing bear's father mm-hmm. and um that that uh i come in um trying to get back into the situation uh into the community and back back into uh seeing him but you know as we all know sometimes uh our adult parents, you know, make choices that that um, affect us as kids. So um, some of those things happen and Bear goes through uh, some realizations and so does the father. And, uh, you know, it's it's a really good it's a really good uh, storyline in that, you know, I pulled from my life from that situation. Um, I know a lot of people are going to be able to relate indigenous and non, non-indigenous, man. I think that, uh, just a lot of kids, you know, um, coming up and dealing with that, man, like, you know, the mom, the dad, you know, making, making their own choices for their own lives and, you know, um, really just kind of putting their kids on the back burner sometimes. And, you know, and sometimes that's, uh, you know, that's that's easier said than done. You know, so it, after you get older and you grow up, you realize, you know, life happens, man. And you have to make those certain decisions. And <clears throat> sometimes, uh, you know, we don't always make the right ones. And we got to understand that uh, it's all a part of us, you know, being who we are, you know, and it builds the person you're supposed to become. And I think that uh, there's strength and even even those situations, there's, there's ways to find strength and find, find a, a good energy in that, even though it's a, it's, it's a lot of negative situations out there, man. I think there's still, you can find that positive energy there, you know, and, and build, build yourself from that. So I think a lot of people are going to dig this one, man. You know, it's also funny, you know what I'm saying? I know I'm getting all serious and stuff, but it's also funny, man. It's just really good comedy and Sterling and uh, Taika and like all the writers. Uh, Sydney Freeland, she's the director of this episode. And uh, she was just awesome to work with. She was really cool. So was Sterling, man. Like, you know, I came in as a first time actor. So like, it was definitely um, just, I was trying to take it serious, you know, and they're like, chill, man, you know, you can be who you want, you know, you don't have to like line for line, like Sterling real talk, like it was just really down to earth. And he was like, yo, bro, I wrote this. So like, just say what you want to say the way you want to say it, man. Like, <laughs> So it was like, really, it was more like homies and family and friends on the set, you know, than it was. I mean, yeah, we had like, you know, production and crew around, you know, that were kind of just behind the cameras and stuff. But like, even they were fun and cool to kick it with. Like, I know we had during the COVID, so we were all masked up and stuff and we had to watch out for being shaking hands and all that stuff. So like, but even without all that, you know, it was still like that feeling of like community of friends and family. And then so like, I kind of relaxed a little bit, you know what I mean? and not feeling so um because it was the first time i ever did anything like this man so it's like it was really uh intimidating at first i'm not gonna lie you know what i'm saying and um but it was definitely it was definitely an eye-opener on like how it all works it was cool to be behind the scenes and see how like it all just gets put together and then like you know 
um, yeah, it was just awesome to work with the people, you know, um, and I'm just grateful for that whole opportunity, man. Upon that, you know, the music's in the show. You know, I was asked mm -hmm. to have some music put in there, which is like even bigger in my in my life. That's even bigger than the acting part. Right. Like, you know, I know I'm doing dope on the music. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, I have second thoughts and insecurities about the acting. But like, man, the music I know is 100 percent. You know what I mean? So it's like, man, when they asked me to do the music for it. And then, you know, put put a couple of songs of mine on there. It was just insane, dude. So I'm like, I'm overjoyed with that situation in itself, man. So and like my wife, my kids, we were just excited to go to premieres and stuff, man. And, yeah. and uh, it was crazy, man. Right. It was crazy. Um, You know, Tulsa just showed hella love. Muskogee Creek Nation showed hella love and like. You know, all the people showed hella love. My kids were so hungry, bro, on real life, man. Yeah. My kids were so hungry after that. They ate, like, popcorn, and they were just ready to go eat something. So, like, we cut out hella quick right after that was over because they were just ready to eat, man. So I was like, all right, let's go eat, you know. <laughs> had, had them start for the event just to get there, you know, and barely got in there before they started showing, you know what I mean? So, like. <laughs> We didn't eat anything and they're like on like water and popcorn. And I'm like, oh, let's just chill. Everyone watch this and talk. They're like, I'm hungry. So it was like, yeah, had to go. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just my real life, man. Like, it's just that's the way it is, you know? <laughs> so that's what we, that's what it is, man. So yeah, dog. Like, I appreciate you having me on here too, man. Like, um, it's just been overwhelming. Like I've been on like hella interviews in the last, you know, week or so. And um, yeah, like social media is kind of going crazy. And, but that's cool. I, I mean, that was expected, you know what I mean? And I'm just trying to ride that, you know what I mean? And um, Maybe it turns into something else. Surely I'm hoping. And, uh, you know, we just going to keep on grinding, man. Like this show is incredible, crazy, like, um you know groundbreaking right like i don't even know how else to put it um it's almost like if smoke signals would have got the the respect and the backing and the marketing it deserved you know like if it would have been a hollywood motion picture from like some big company you know what i mean like mm -hmm. that's how i feel this is you know like those real stories of us just being human you know what I mean? And <clears throat> I think that we play on our humor and we use that humor in a, in a good way. It's like good medicine. You know what I mean? So it's, it's definitely about putting smiles on people's faces and allowing our people to see us in, in more than just that, you know, Hollywood uh, version of Indians, you know? Um, and, and I think we're doing a great job with it, man. Like, you know, Dallas go to just like throwing like that shit right out the window, bro. Like this shit is so funny, man. And and uh, it's definitely showing like uh, a big like, yo, we're here. We're not one of these. You guys were expecting this mystical character to come out of left field with awesome wisdom. And like, you know, he is totally not the guy to ask for help. Right. Like he's just some fucking crazy ass dude man and it's awesome man and uh you know so uh, it, it's awesome humor to see and I'm, I'm hoping a lot of people and everybody like really digs the humor you know what i mean like i hope the non-indigenous people understand the humor that we're trying to put out there and, and we're just trying to show that we are funny you know we are funny and we can be serious and we can be beautiful and we can be ugly and we can be proud you know we can just be human you know and that's in everybody you know what i mean and i think that's what this show is really doing too man it's uh it's really humanizing us as a people it's letting people know that you know um we're just regular people going through regular problems like anybody else yep go ahead <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so 
yeah, I mean, I really think that, uh, you know, we're going to learn from this show, man, and, and it's going to open up a lot of doors for, you know, bigger things to happen for us as a people, a community, you know, like bigger, bigger movies, you know, um, bigger platforms, maybe not just in film, but in other genres of entertainment, you know, and uh, I think it's really going to open up a lot of things for us and um, get people to, you know, again, respect to all the movies that's came out over the years with indigenous intents and, and, you know, all that. And, you know, but only a handful of them were, you know, filmed and written by natives. And those weren't the ones with the blockbuster money behind them, you know. So it's like respect to all those films, but I just feel like it's time for us to start telling our own stories and getting the respect in all aspects of it. Not just, you know, respect in our own Indian country and, and stuff, but respect across the whole board, man. And where um, we're able to tell our own stories, man. I mean, that's pretty much it. You know, I'm, we just been kind of sitting on the back burner and people just telling stories of encounters with native people. You know, that's, that's all the stories have ever been is like a, a white person's encounter of native person, you know, like, like we're some, like, I don't know, some weird fairy tale thing to come upon in the woods. Like the shit is weird to me, but yeah. like, <laughs> But it's not that way anymore. You know what I mean? It's just not that way. And I think uh, it's a great thing. And it's going to help us out as a people. And it's going to help non-Indigenous people see us better in a, in a different way. And, and to not, you know, um, box us in. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. to keep us in that box of the 1800s, you know, trying to get as far away from that as possible. I think I think that's the goal. And um, I think we're doing that, you know, we're kind of making a funny joke of it, you know, in the show. So uh, it's going to continue with good, awesome content, man. And I can't wait for you guys to see the third episode even here, here in just a few, man. You know what I mean? It's just a few hours, you know, but uh, away on that. And then the fourth episode I'm in. Um, and we also got like a little surprise for that episode upon, you know, uh, that episode airing. So I can't wait to like just spill the beans on that. But, you know, um, yeah, it's going to be dope, man. Like uh, they did a whole music video for this guy's character, you know, for my character, uh, Punk and Lusty. We did a whole music video, man, and uh, did a whole song for the show, for the character. And um, it's pretty much the pinnacle point of the whole show, like, like greasy fry bread, bro. So, like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a comedy, you know, situation. But, you know, um, at the same time, man, um, I really, I really... Um, went in and, and did a full real song you know what i mean like i understand it it's supposed to be funny and stuff but like just understand you know it's like it's really put together well sydney freeland um directed the video as well as directed the episode and uh she just did an awesome job and took the ideas that i had and 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 uh you know, ran with what we were kind of putting out there. And, you know, um, me and my wife had some ideas that we just kind of threw in there like, yes, let's do that. You know, and, <laughs> you know, I just had to put in that stuff that kept it authentic to me. You know, I mean, what you would see me do, you know, and I'm not saying that punk and lusty is who I am. You know what I mean? I'm just saying that, uh, you know, I was trying to keep that music, you know what I'm saying? If, with something that I would, I would uh, uh, do, you know, and, and deliver a certain way. And I think that uh, they captured that, dude. I think people are going to love it, man. I think they're going to go crazy over it. And, uh, yeah, I, I think by the time you air this, it should already be, yeah. should already be hanging. So, yeah, if uh, 
you ain't heard it yet, go get that greasy fire bread on your cell phone, ringtones, downloads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're going to have it. It's going to be on YouTube and the whole nine. So I can't, you know, and, and uh, you know, FX and, and, and Disney are going to be behind this project, that song. You know, so they're really going to be the ones behind the marketing, behind the push and all that stuff of the of the uh, of that track. So that record particular particularly. Um, and I was just happy to be a part of that. Like they asked me to do that, man, like uh, Sterling. And I believe uh, a couple of the other writers um, actually came up with like the hook or like the idea of the hook. And like um, some of the things that they wanted me to say in the verses, you know what I mean? Like, here, man, say something like this and that, <laughs> you know, it, it was a collective situation where, you know, like, yo, man, let's make these people laugh. But at the same time, do your thing, bro. And like, you know, um, so that's what we did, man. I think people are really digging it. Man. It's, it's, there's little funny native jokes through the whole video. And it's wild. Man. Wow. <laughs> I have yet to see final cut, right? I have yet to see the final thing of it. I mean, I was there during the filming, so I kind of understand it, but mm-hmm. I haven't seen final cut. So it's going to be awesome to watch the episode with everybody. Like, I haven't seen the episode four that I'm in yet either. So it's going to be fun to just, like, watch it with everybody as they watch it, you know? And, uh, yeah, it, it's going to be dope, man. And I'm just kind of thankful and grateful for this whole situation, dude. It's just, it's really awesome, man. Wow. Yeah, so when this comes out, this, yeah, that'll already be out, but everybody, go download Greasy Fry Bread. I'm, I'm, I really want to hear that, bro. Funny. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> Greasy Fry Bread. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, yeah. <laughs> like every hour you go to now on i swear yeah. it's probably gonna have this that you know there's gonna be like a drum group to remix it bro like i already know the way the thing's gonna happen it's gonna be funny it's gonna be great like i'm gonna go to a random powwow and they're just gonna start one of the groups are just gonna start going bro and the hook's gonna get there and it's gonna be greasy fried back it's gonna <laughs> <laughs> I, can just, I can just hear it. you know oh man it's gonna be funny yeah man um <laughs> yeah so yeah man uh it's it's really cool man if you wanna if you wanna check out any of my other music too like i'm out there anyway too like yeah jotty everything extend on all your music apps just push me in the search bar and click and enjoy i mean i have like an extensive catalog of music like six albums out you know on all those platforms um spotify uh, apple music um yeah all of them pandora gonna, everything so i was gonna say man you got some really powerful music like I, you, I it hits it. it hits hard bro like i mean not i mean like from a it makes you it brings awareness and it's also just it's good to bump it's really good to bump and it yeah you know like your concrete concrete warrior two you know there's a lot of things that get brought up on that album you know because i was i was was bumping it again and i was like you know i'm a lot older now you know and i i feel like i've gained some knowledge so rather than just listening to the beats you know i'm listening to lyrics now and you have some like hard hitting stuff on there, man. Like the depression song, or like, um, yeah. yeah, like just handling stuff with the like just native problems on the res, you know. And I mean, it's just like, yeah, yeah. When did you it start is, writing man. music? I, mean, I, oh, I started writing music when I started doing tattoos on myself, probably the same summer. But I started that when I was probably like 13. So like I always liked rap music, of course. Like that was just that was just where I floated to as far as like what I felt um 
relatable to me in my life, what I was seeing in my regular every day to, you know what I mean? So to me, it felt like that's me. So I would listen to that. Um, but I also was raised on like, you know, we're from Oklahoma, man. So, you know, there's always a country station playing or old Southern rock station going or some shit, you know what I mean? So like mom and dad jammed the old jams too, you know what I mean? So, you know, that was always playing during the weekend. But I mean, whenever I got older, it was just kind of hip hop. And then, you know, I started going through some things in my life where, you know, my pops kind of went his own way and stuff. And like I was saying before, you know, we all kind of go, you know, certain people kind of go through those things and, you know, the ones that can relate to that. So I kind of started just drowning myself in music and, and I would just kind of float away in, in listening to music in my room or wherever I was at. And, you know, I'd start tattooing on myself, man. And, you know, uh, back then it was just, ink and a needle. I was poking myself. I don't condone that children. Don't go do that. But, yeah. you know, <laughs> but, you know, that's, that's what I did to release my, um, whatever's, you know, my anxieties, my, my problems, you know, I would just kind of go into the music and deal with my problems in that way. And, you know, um, so those kind of kind of, were the same thing early in my life. They, they kind of culminated together. And, um, as I grew older, you know, um, I started writing my own stuff because I felt like it was time. I wanted to say something, you know, um, at first, you know, of course you're seeing all the videos on BET MTV and stuff. And you see all the hot rides and the women and the money and the, you know, all that stuff. And it's like, yo, you want that too, because you live poor as fuck. So you're like, yeah, I need that in my life, man. If I just had that, I would be okay. You know? And so I don't think in today's world, kids look at it the same way as I did, you know, maybe they still do a little bit, you know, but I think it's just cool points now and how many likes you get, you know, it was more for me, like, yo, I want to be able to buy my mama a house. Like Biggie said, you know what I mean? I want to be able to buy my mom a car like Tupac did. I want to be, you know what I mean? Yeah. So like for me, that was what I wanted to do. You know what I mean? I want to be able to bring my homeboys with me, you know, this and that and this and that, you know what I mean? So that's why I first started to get into it. But then like, you know, I started to get into trouble. And so like music and, and tattoos, um, were kind of like on the back burner when I was out there running around just being stupid because I wasn't listening to the universe, you know, on what it was trying to show me to do. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to do my own thing. So I thought, oh, this is the way. So I was out there getting in trouble and I was doing dumb stuff like selling drugs and stealing and robbing and doing that. And it's like, you know, um, you know, it didn't work out. So then I got locked up and, um, again back to the tattoos and music you know it was like the universe was trying to tell me something you know and again i didn't listen i'd only used it so i could get a me it was a means right it was a means to get money then so it was just like oh i'd only do it for a minute but the money wasn't good enough for me so it was like oh, i have to do something else you know and um slowly but surely uh the universe kept slapping me in the face with these two things man and uh, I finally listened after I got up here to Iowa. This is where I'm at now. And, you know, uh, I tried to do the whole culinary arts thing. And I went to Job Corps when I was a little younger. But again, like I said, I got in trouble because I didn't listen to those things that were telling me, you know, music and tattoos. So I was getting jobs at restaurants, hanging out with the wrong people. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, and it just wasn't for me, you know what I mean? And I finally got up here, like I said, to Iowa. And when I when I got here, I met my, my, my wife now. And I was working at McDonald's, bro. And, and somebody I had tattooed at a party, had, uh, had talked to one of the tattoo artists here in this town that I live in, in Mason City. And uh, he gave me a chance. 
which took off my music again. So like I've always been writing during this whole time. I would always write when I was locked up. But then when I'd get out, I would just like throw that shit in the closet. You know what I mean? Like, mm, whatever. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I wasn't ever focused. You know what I mean? And so when I got up here, I started really focusing in on that. Like I didn't I didn't really want to get no trouble up here. I wanted to be different up here. I wanted, you know, I didn't want this community to know me as just a little troublemaker, always in and out of jail. So I just, I took it upon myself to start new here and be different. And so when I did that, things started to change. You know, I got an opportunity to work at a real tattoo shop. And with that, um, I was always doing music, like with my buddy and his studio and everything and like his computer and his beats and all that stuff. And that was great. And, that, and I, I'm, I'm grateful for that whole experience that I had with, you know, everybody and everything. But like I wanted my own shit. You know what I mean? I wanted my own shit. I wanted to do it my own way. And um, so tattoos. Again, it was like tattoos gave me that avenue. It gave me that extra little bit of funding other than me just paying my bills and getting through food, you know, just doing the regular thing. Plus, I had that extra fund. So I was like, all right, it's time to get a computer. It's time to start doing this for real and taking this shit serious, you know. And yeah, man, I mean, I started to do that. Then I got an opportunity to go to uh, to be signed to a, a label, you know, um, in Miami, which was ran by Lightfoot. I'm sure mm. most people know who he is. Mm -hmm. um so he was uh he gave me an opportunity at first and you know we worked together for a while I did a mixtape with them it didn't really work out on either end we're still cool you know still cool with Lightfoot it just um you know it just didn't work out on either end and you know we we, we went our own ways and um but I, I I appreciate the opportunity he gave me and it helped me learn what I need to do. And I took those lessons and I came back here home to Iowa and I went hard, man. And I've been going hard for like the last, you know, I think that was 2012. I came home from Miami. So, I mean, from then to now, you know, nine, 10 years almost or whatever. Um, I just been grinding hard, bro. Like putting in, putting in, putting in and like, hitting albums, albums, albums. And I haven't really put out an album in the last year and a half, two years, but um, I'm always working on music, you know what I mean? And, and it's just time, you know what I'm saying? It's just time that takes for inspiration, life to happen. The story that you need to tell isn't done living yet. So you need to live a little bit more for you to tell it. And, um, you know, that's who I am as an artist. So, you know, be looking out, you know what I'm saying? We're going to ride this res dog wave, but we're going to, we're going to, we're still going to be working on this music shit. And I got like a lot of features out there right now. So I was showing hella love like this whole COVID time. I was just showing hella love to all the artists that wanted me on their stuff. So I was just like, yeah, man, just send it to me. I'm sitting here bored as hell anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so like, let's just get one done, you know? So I'm like, I'm featured on a lot of people this year, like this year, like next year, whenever they start dropping their songs, like I'm featured on hella people shit. So like, yeah, if you just click in anywhere, really, and just search Stinjati, it might not even be my music. It might be somebody else's music, but I'm on there. You know what I mean? So like um, I'm really pushing all the artists that I've worked with in the last few years, you know, and even before that, you know, there's a lot of artists that were on my team that I still fuck with. You know, we got a lot of music out there as well. And, you know, um, yeah, I'm just trying to show love to everybody, bro. And, and I'm just trying to get everybody put on, you know what I mean? And and that's really the main point that we take from this show as well. Like Sterling Harjo and Taika are just homeboys, right? They went to the same college and shit. And so, like, they're just showing each other love, man. And then he and then Sterling just reciprocates that to all his homies here in Oklahoma or there in Oklahoma and like just putting everybody gone, bro. And it's like it's just great. It's just great to see that shit. You know what I mean? Like I'm like super excited about the whole thing. Like 
everybody was getting paid down there in Oklahoma. Like he was giving everybody a job, whether it was an extra or working with the food or working, um, you know, with the, the trucks or whatever he had, he had people working there. You know what I'm saying? Like hella people, just family and friends and homies. And like, he even put a couple of my homies in the show. Like they're in the background on one of the scenes. Like he was just like, yeah, tell them to come through. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it was like, we'll pay them just to be here and sit on the couch, bro. It doesn't matter. You know what I mean? I'm like, hell yeah. So like, you know, just that, you know what I'm saying? It's awesome to be able to even hit up my people on my social media when, when it was that time. And I was just like, yo, if y'all want to be in here, saying just hit me, hit us, hit us up. You know what I mean? And you all can be in the show. And it was it was awesome that I was able to just to put that part out there. You know what I'm saying? For other people to try to get on. And, um, you know, fingers crossed, fingers crossed season two is coming out. So, you know, you never know what's going to be happening in season two. And we ain't even through the first couple of episodes of season one, man. So it's like it's it's gonna be crazy to see this thing take off, man. And and whatever they do, you know what I mean. It's whatever they do is gonna be awesome. You know what I mean. I know I, I know it. And there's native artists, native actors, um, that are just new to the world. And it's gonna be awesome to see all of them like go go crazy too, man. Be a part of other projects, way bigger projects. Who knows? You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. yeah i remember when you posted that uh what was it for your bodyguards or just or like an entourage or something yeah 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 yeah, yeah. i remember you posted that and i was like damn but i had some stuff to do and i was like now nah, somebody that really needs it will do it you know somebody that really needs to get that work in so yeah man i mean i just put it up there he was like yeah man we just need whoever whoever whatever so i'm like all right and then there was like hell of people that you know uh just showed up on the love, man. Like they had all the cars, they had like all the homies, and it's like um, uh, Sterling had all his aunties there. Like the shit was dope, man. Like, <laughs> like they got the aunties dancing, like in their like ribbon dresses, dancing in front of the low riders. Like this stuff is dope, man. Dope, you know, old school, man. Like it's it's gonna be really cool, man. And, uh, you know, that my family was able to be a part of it. You know, my kids are in there dancing around and like, you know what I mean? It's just really dope, man. That It really did feel like a community family situation. You know what I'm saying? And they just showed us all love for real love and respect the whole way around, man. And I just hope everybody goes and watches it. And if you ain't seen it, I don't know where you've been at under a rock somewhere. So you better yeah. go get you a Hulu uh, a yeah from what i hear like everybody's been talking about that um just when you're on set like it's so different because sterling treats everybody there's no like special treatments there's no like you know like other production other productions are like oh extras they gotta eat a block two blocks away or some shit and sterling is just like yo everybody eats here everybody eat here talk get to know each other like that's what I heard, man, about that, um, about that. Yeah, man. And everybody just loved it. It was just a big family, you know, and it was so cool to hear that. Yeah, man, it was, it was, uh, it was, it was an awesome thing to be around, you know, um, definitely got, got rid of that, like nervous feeling when you don't know what to expect feeling, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Because I've never done that before. So it was like, you know, I didn't know what to expect, how they were, you know, gonna, you know, the rules and regulations with COVID and like all those things, you know, that kind of come into play. So then like, you know, you got your own trailer when you showed up. That, that was kind of crazy. That was different. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, oh, shit, real Hollywood shit. Nah, bro. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Like, yeah, we got our own trailer, kids. Check it out. You know what I'm Like, look, it's got my name on it. Punk and Lusty right there. That's me. <laughs> no. But for real, you know, um, my kids really loved it. Like, my wife, they they uh, hooked their hair up and stuff at the little thing. One of the, the, the makeup ladies and stuff there on set. 
So she got she little pamper, which was really cool. That's never happened before. So like just a lot of things that I got to enjoy for the first time. So did my kids and my wife, you know what I mean? And it's continuing that way. And, and that's, you know, um, that's one thing. It's like, you can, uh, you can offer me all these things, <clears throat> right. But I don't want, I don't want to be experiencing these things without them. They're experiencing it with me. Like, you know, at the end of the day, like my wife is sacrificed just as much as I have for my dreams. And uh, my kids have sacrificed just as much as I have for my dreams. You know, uh, there's days and nights and weekends and weeks and months and, you know, that I wasn't able to be there. You know what I mean? Because I wanted to chase this dream. You know, I wanted to chase this rap career and I wanted to chase this thing. And I just wanted to chase money as well. Sometimes it didn't have nothing to do with the music. It was at the tattoo shop, you know, where I would spend all day and all night at the tattoo shop, and, you know, just trying to get money, money, money. And, you know, I found out that, um, and, you know, by backing away from all of that, thinking again, that I can control things, right. Um, learning how to back away from that actually helped everything, right. Like, me backing away and going down to like right now I, I do tattoos still but it's one tattoo a day one appointment a day and I come home as soon as I'm done um you know I have to separate that that work life and my family life and sometimes they're kind of both you know maybe we take trips together or whatever but it's like I try to balance that because I want them to experience it with me so it's like all right they're not just seeing dad on, on, on the phone, you know, on a FaceTime and he's in front of people and he's doing things and he's having fun. And, you know, they're not a part of that. You know, I, like I would rather them be there and the world can see all of us through the phone. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. And you see their smiles because, you know, um, I, I want them to see that it's possible as well that they can do whatever they want and whether or not, you know, they follow in my footsteps or they do their own things. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I'm just there to support them and show them that it's possible that you can, you can um, come from nothing and you can make it happen, you know, and that, that, uh, that that's really the, the main line point, you know, and that's what I bring to all my messages, even through my music, man you know, and even through my tattoos and, you know, just me speaking with youth centers and stuff and different uh, res communities. And, you know, I go, I go all over and talk to, to people about this. And, you know, now it's finally awesome to be able to get the younger generation to know that, you know, um, it is possible, especially with this show like this, man. It's just going to be awesome to be able to go here. Here's here is proof that we can do something, you know, and that you can come from nothing and understand that sometimes your community is what you need. You know, and uh, your family is what you need. And if you don't even have either of those, it's still not an excuse to not be a good person. Right. Like even though you don't have a mom, like don't take it out on the world. You know, the world didn't do that, you know, um, because you don't have a dad, um, don't take it out on that person, which I did for many years, you know, and I, I, I had a lot of, a lot of angst and like a lot of built up frustrations about my father. You know, um, I had to learn to let that go so I could grow as a human and, um, and know that, again, like, we all go through problems and struggles. And, you know, I was just a kid. and He was just a young adult. You know what I mean? I'm older than he is when he left. So I could understand, you know, I can, I can, re I can try to understand that thought process of a young 25, 26, 30-year-old man, you know, and, and what, what he might be going through with addiction or anger issues, things maybe he didn't want to even express around my family. Maybe it was better for him to leave than to stay. You know, he might have killed my mother or me 
you know, rage of drunkenness one night. You never know, right? Like, so the, the creator makes you go through these things, you know, even though you may be pissed off, that that's irrelevant to, to the main situation of your growth as a human, man. So, like, I had to realize that and, you know, grow from that. So, you know, um, again, my music definitely tells that story. And, and this show is, is definitely telling those stories. And uh, I think it's an awesome thing, man. And yeah, it's, it's really cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, bro. Like, you're really inspiring, man. Like, you know, you've, I love how you went through a lot of, you know, crazy shit. But yet, I mean, and you still, like, did some things that weren't just, normal i guess you know he got in trouble he went to jail right and and but you turned your life around you know you turned it around and you realize that you you're here for something more you know and you and you understood and realized that you're good at music you're good at writing you know not a lot of people can say that but it takes time too to do all those things you know some people just quit you know yeah you always came back to it and that would that's that's like really inspiring and also i was going to say um congrats on losing well how much did you lose how much how many how much weight did oh you lose? yeah, yeah I, i've been at this a little over two years july 12th was two years of the day that i started eating better mm-hmm. and got a gym membership and um yeah uh i was about Probably when I got on the scale, it was in the middle of summer. So I was probably a little more active than I would be in the winter. <laughs> so, yeah. like, when I weighed myself then, probably like uh, 213, I think, or 313. Um, my heaviest probably in, like, November, December, January was probably, like, 325, 340. You know, I could be pushing, you know. Um and yeah, man, I, I just had to make that decision one day, man. And, and um, you know, I was going through a lot of depression stuff. Like you said, you mentioned that depression song. And and that that was definitely a song that uh, I wasn't necessarily depressed, but I was, man. Like I was going through a lot of things. Maybe maybe I was in denial at the time, right? Right. Like I, I was saying I wasn't depressed, but like I made this song, you know, and um, what's really crazy, man, is like so in 2017, I lost I lost my mom in March 14th of 2017. And so like months before that, I had applied for the NAMI Awards for the album of Seventh Generation. Uh, prophecy album that I did with all the collective homies from uh, everybody from Standing Rock and, and all the bros, man. So they brought they brought that energy with them on the album and they brought those stories with them on the album. So it was really dope to hear it and to be a part of it and to kind of curate that whole album. I felt like kind of like DJ Khaled on that album, you know, like I put all those hitters on the same album and it, it, it came off very dope. <laughs> so like, yeah. I, I really like that. And um, I love it. And so that was happening. And, you know, um, my mom was always 100% with my music and loved, loved me, you know, unconditionally and wanted me to just succeed in everything I did, you know. And uh, so we found out that I'm, I, I was getting nominated for the album and all the good news was happening kind of around that time. And it was all great and everything. And, and then my mom was in the middle of medical situations. So she was like trying to be on the donors list for getting a kidney. And so then like that happened and we lost her. So then it comes to later that year, I win the NAMI for the best album and it's kind of bittersweet, right? Like, so like I was there with my wife, you know, and we were the only ones there together. Like I didn't have no entourage or homies or nobody even knew who I was, you know what I'm saying? And like, it was just me and my wife there 
and like they call the winner and like it's just us it sounded like in a room full of like crickets like wing like that was it <laughs> like we were like yeah but it was such a big room you know and it was just uh-huh. me and her screaming for ourselves you know like and uh so but after that it was like people started to know and then i put together all that i mean it, it's just crazy man yeah yeah so like that next that next year i kind of just stopped doing music after that and and i was just kind of like in this daze man and i wrote that song we kind of had a happy moment where me and my wife we got pregnant again and um yeah so i was trying to write this song and then all of a sudden like we lost our we lost our son and that that hit me really hard and so like i just gained a lot of weight i started to get i started to drink a lot more and um it was just a whole bad deal you know what i mean and uh so the only again i i went back to my music i'm writing and uh that depression song came out of me um and we shot the video and i'm i'm saying like we lost my son the next week i was shooting this video so i had all those feelings still there right like it was just really right there so in that video like you can tell like i was super overweight like i even had my shirt off in one of the parts of the video and you could just tell i'm just like really really uncomfortably big you know and um yeah man i mean uh, i don't even know how i kind of got out of that i don't know my family you know my wife my kids you know like we kind of just all healed together and grieved together and i think that helped you know um all of us kind of come out of that and it's it's still kind of there but you know we're we're kind of coming out of that now and you know that's what i kind of went to i was looking at my my daughter and morality and mortality i mean and and i was looking at my daughters and i'm thinking you know i'll probably be there for the oldest two you know marriage kids you know what i mean um but what about my youngest will i be there for like college graduation will i be there for like her wedding her first child will i be there to tell her grand her kids my grandkids stories you know and that started going through my head and i'm just like you know what you know thinking about my mom not being here thinking about the loss of my son and it's just like it's time to do something different you know like i'm i got this music shit on lock i'm doing good at my tattoos i'm op- i opened up my own business i'm good there now let's just try to focus in on my spiritual mental and my health right now so that's what i kind of did and then covid happened bro so then it just kind of really knocked in to self awareness it just made me no 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 excuse but to be here with self and home and family and like mentally and spiritually and like physically focusing on everything you know and so that's what i've been doing the past 2 years man is just focusing in doing songs when i feel feel the music but as of late like all the songs i've done are just kind of sporadically done and i'm just kind of like letting people know about the all the catalog that i got you know what i mean like i i mean i have so much music you know what i mean and and that people don't really know about it just yet and i think it's going to really like start popping off once this once this show kind of helps out that's going to help out yeah so like you know um and i'm grateful for sterling to give me that opportunity to even put my song on there on top of me even being on there it's just crazy like that's awesome and um you know it's going to help it's going to help me like it would anybody else you know and and i'm just going to try to reciprocate that you know like i posted earlier on my timeline on my facebook uh, uh all the artists and all the albums i've done uh on there so like 
if you guys want to search on there, like these are all the people that I've worked with, all the albums that I've got. You know, they're all on YouTube, um, Apple Music and Spotify and all that stuff. And it's just like I have so much music with so many different artists all open their own way. And um, yeah, man, like it's, it's time for all of us, man. I mean, I'm not trying to take all the shine. I'm going to give it to everybody I can. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm going to just give it to everybody. And and you know, for the people that didn't believe in me, I can't rock with that. You know what I'm saying? I can't rock with that. Now they want to. Now they want to knock on the door. It's like, nah, this door has been closed. He moves, man. Like I gotta keep moving. You know what I'm saying? And it's not that I don't want to take opportunities when they're presented, but I'm just the type of person that can't sit around that 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 fake person where it's like. You know, you wasn't cool with me before. I wasn't cool enough to mess with before. And now all of a sudden I am. And and so I can't really rock with that. I wouldn't rock with that in my personal life or anybody in my personal life. So I can't rock with that outside of that. Like, that's just not me who I am. So it's like, I'm rocking with the people that did help me out when they didn't have to. I'm going to, I'm going to be there for the people that was there for me when they didn't have to be. And, um, and I'm going to continue to work with newer artists that are down and understand the game and, and that I feel like is uh, doing something for themselves because, uh, you know, it's, it's not one thing to just have a song out there or a hundred songs on SoundCloud, you know, like show me that you're willing to do something better and bigger. And, and I'm willing to see that you're willing to invest in yourself. And, you know, uh, nobody gave it to me. I had to pay for all my videos and, all my music and beats and microphones and time in the studio. You know, everybody else has to do that too, man. There's nothing free out here. And I think that's going to show more integrity in an artist or a person when they're willing to do that themselves first. And then, you know what I mean? And then try to work with other people because that shows initiative, man. That shows that you're taking it serious. And if you want somebody to work with you, and that might not be me or anybody, but I just feel like it's time that, you know, these, these youngsters know you have to put that work in, bro. Like, it's, it's, not, it's not just giving, you know what I'm saying? There's opportunities that I worked really hard for to uh, be a part so that they could even see me in my work, you know what I mean? So, yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. They, um, I know what you're talking about. You know, you, you put in the work cause like, there's a lot of work that goes into this and like people don't see like how much work, like you, like you and I, like we put in and the things we invest in to make all of this stuff happen, you know, and, and they don't really understand it. They just see the, the work that gets pushed out like on Facebook or iTunes or whatever. They just see that, you know, they don't see like the time we put in, um, and yeah, the sacrifices, you know, we have to make to make this stuff happen. And um, I just want to say too, man, I'm sorry about your mom and your son, man. And that I was, you know, I followed you when you started losing the weight, you know, and that was, you know, I thought that was really inspiring. And I remember that post you said about you wanted to be around, you know, for everything to happen in the future. You know, it kind of made me like start working out too. I was like, dang, well, this guy, Stenjati, you know, just working out and doing all this. And on top of everything going on with your music and everything, putting in that work, you know, to lose weight and everything, I was like, it's possible. You know, it's hard. You know, it's hard to give up a soda. I don't know what you did. You like bread? <laughs> I, I love yeah, bread. <laughs> I eat, I eat, you know, what I want. It's just like, you know, I don't follow no program, man. I just mm -hmm. work hard at knowing what I can eat and what messes with me when I shouldn't eat it. Um, I've tried, I try to stay away from the beef and the pork and the dairy milk and yeah, sodas. I try to stay away from those too, but you know, um, I, I drink maybe, my wife likes to go to Starbucks a lot. So, you know, I'll hit up a Starbucks drink, you know what I mean? Or something that's probably not so good for me. But again, it's like I do this daily. You know, I take Sundays off. I don't do anything on Sundays. But, you know, I work out every day, every morning. 
And I mean, that's what it takes. It's a consistency of a routine and, you know, and I think it's all possible. It's just, you got to find what your routine is. You got to find what foods you like to eat that, you know, aren't bad for you and do that, you know, um, there really isn't any special, like, there isn't any secret, man. It's just, you know what you shouldn't do and you know what you should do. And that's about it. I mean, um, everybody wants this, this pill that you can eat McDonald's drive through three times a day. And then you'll look like, you know, uh, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger in his twenties, you know what I mean? It's just, it doesn't work that way. You know what I mean? And, and, I think a lot of those people on TV and those infomercials and all that crap is just like really goofy. You know, I think that uh, you just get out there. You don't need a, you don't need a gym to go to do, you know, a couple of push-ups and a couple of sit-ups and a couple of squats, you know, um, do that four or five times. Uh, and then, and then that's like 20 minutes of your day. I mean, if you can, if you can get up and go to the refrigerator, you got time to do like 10 pushups real quick. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, yep. like, you know, and at the same time, my bad. And at the same time, it's like, uh, you know, lots of water, water yeah. helps a lot, man. I mean, a lot of us think that we're hungry. So we want food when it's really, you're just thirsty. You should just drink water and, uh, you know, it'll curb stuff sometimes. I mean, I know a lot of people don't like water. They can get flavored water. You get different waters. But, you know, I think uh, weaning yourself off of those soda pops and those like sugary drinks, you know, um, really help. You know, it helps out a lot. You could probably lose like 20 pounds in a week by just not drinking that stuff, you know, and, and moving to water. Um, I advocate water, man. Water is life, brother. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, that's where it is. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, man. But yeah, man, I appreciate you. I appreciate this, uh, this whole thing, dude. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, do you have any like, last remarks or anything you want to tell people um yeah just just check out the show go get a hulu account if you're in canada it comes out on disney plus star channel september 1st and um or outside the u.s i should say my bad not just canada outside the u.s um and um yeah uh just watch it check out my music uh like i said before you can search Stinjati pretty much on all your music apps and uh, social medias and check me out. That's pretty much it, man. Um, you know, show love where you can. If you can buy a song, cool. If you can't, just play one. I mean, that helps too. Comment, like, share, all that stuff. You know, you don't have to, you don't have to support me in money. Just put me on your playlist. You know what I'm saying? It's all good. And uh, yeah, that's it, man. Res awesome. Dog. Hell yeah. Mm -hmm. Check that out if you haven't yet. For some reason, weird reason, you haven't checked it out, go check it out. Um, get ready for Stinjati. Well, this episode will be out, but he's going to episode four. Cannot wait to see him kill it. And yes. um, yeah, go follow him. He's on Instagram, Facebook. Um, go, go download his music. Go buy it, download it, support it. Support Natives, man. We're on, we're on yeah, the yeah. rise right now. We're on the rise right now. Um, just go, just go, uh, show, tell your family and friends about Stinjati. You know, he's, he's a great human being. He's humble. He's inspiring. And I loved having him on the show today. Thank you so much, brother. Thank you so much. And, uh, if you're not following the podcast, me, bro. oh yeah, yeah, no problem. I can't wait for us to do it again, man. We'll have to do it again and, uh, have you up on here, support everything you're doing. Uh, if you're not following Oku podcast, please do that. It's on all platforms. I would say just Google it um youtube channel okie podcast go follow that i'm on instagram okie podcast one word russell must 49 is my personal on instagram russell sun eagle is my in, uh, personal on facebook go follow that or add me or whatever i'll talk to you if you need to talk i'm always down to help and um okie podcast facebook page go follow that as well and uh yeah i guess until next time everybody peace Yee -yee.
beast, a beast, a beast, don't look at the money, man.